Welcome to the Southwest Apostolic Church podcast. Southwest Apostolic Church is located at 3161 South Rowena Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46241. Phone number 317-227-0182. Give us a call if we can help you. Our services are Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Sunday evening, 7 o'clock. Tuesday evening, we have prayer meeting at 7.30. And Wednesday evening, we have Bible class at 7.30. Our webpage, www.southwest-apostolic.com. You can find us on the web there. And you're welcome to any of the services. Uh, Our podcast will contain preaching from the pastor and other preachers. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. God bless. studying this lesson this morning, or I was studying last night, I mean, it's interesting that you, what you can find out when you read different things. I, I'm reading a book for my schooling, and uh, it's about the Gospels, and they had a lot of things to say about this particular uh, situation, and uh, we'll talk about it if the Lord helps us. But I like the truth for my life in the book today. It says, I will firmly establish my faith on the apostolic message of new birth. How many believe we need to be born again? Amen. That's exactly right. And we're going to look at that and talk about it. We'll just take our time here this morning. Praise God. Remember our service tonight? Remember May 5th, we have the, we're just young and I are going to celebrate our 40th anniversary and you're all welcome. We're going to have some little finger foods and a little celebration, have some friends coming. I think uh, anybody, I think marriage is worth celebrating, don't you? Yes. Not just because it's mine, but we want to celebrate yours too. If you make it to 40 and you want to have a little party and everybody's welcome, we'll do it. Because <laughs> we want to celebrate. See, that's part of our church. That's part of what the church is for. We're supposed to celebrate good things. Isn't that right? Yes. Amen. We're supposed to celebrate family and children and all those good things. And that's part of our doctrine. That's part of who we are. We believe in, we believe in family, don't we? Yeah. Amen. We believe in marriage. We believe in those things. And that's part of what we are and who we are. But let's look today at John, the third chapter. Let's do today, John, third chapter. And we're going to look at this, and uh, uh, see, our focus verse then is the uh, third verse. So let's just read that. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You may be seated. God bless you. Our text we're going to look at is verses 1 through 21 in the third chapter. Amen. And the truth about God is that God's method of salvation remains unchanged since the passion, since Christ died on Calvary's cross and the church was established. God's plan has not changed. People change. God has not changed. Amen. So there was a man in verse 1 of the Pharisees, and Nicodemus was his name. And he was a ruler of the Jews. Now, when you read about the Gospels and study about the Gospels, they were the religious leaders. They, were, they had a council called the Sanhedrin. They were the elders, the Pharisees. 
And they were supposedly concerned about the things of God. And there was a... Now remember, the Jewish people had been through 400 years without hearing from God or a prophet. Okay? The 400 years between the New Testament and the Old Testament. God had... uh, They had been in Babylonian captivity and God had allowed them to come back. And they were looking for the Messiah. Remember when Jesus was born as a baby and he went into the temple and had the, uh, it was Anna, I believe, and I can't remember the man's name. Anybody remember that man's name? It was in the temple, and Simeon. And they brought the baby to Simeon. He said, Lord, I have seen your salvation. He let me see the coming Messiah before I died. And they were looking for the Messiah. And when you read about Jesus and what he was doing uh, and what he was doing, he was doing, he was fulfilling the scriptures. See, when he healed the sick and raised the dead, all that was Old Testament prophecies, that, that would, things would happen when the Messiah came. But he wasn't doing it according to what they thought he should do. They thought the leaders and those in charge were so uh, entrenched in the law And they thought you got into the kingdom by how good you were and how strict you were on the law. And if you followed the law, you got into the kingdom. Okay? And that's why when John the Baptist came after 400 years and God sent the prophet John in the spirit and power of Elijah and fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures, then they, and John preached a new baptism the baptism of repentance. Now, the Jew, now, this is interesting. I read this. I did not know this. And Nicodemus, when Jesus told him about born of the water, uh, he should have he been familiar with that because I did not know if you were a proselyte, if you were a Gentile and you wanted to be in the Jewish uh, fellowship, if you wanted to be uh, part of the Jewish nation and you know, part of that religion. If you were a new member, you had to be, they had a baptism ritual. They had a bath ritual. They, they actually uh, baptized the uh, candidate and they did come out and they did, pro, they did uh, consider them a new person, their new start, a new, a new person. So this, what Jesus is telling Nicodemus is not... Uh, should not have been unfamiliar to him. But Jesus came and he began to teach them. But you see, the getting into the kingdom was not what they thought. And you know this if you read your New Testament. They all thought how good they were and how much they kept the law. Okay, they paid their little tithes of, of mint and different spices and they did. Jesus said, You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. They made sure they did all the little things, but they they had their own traditions, and they made their own traditions greater than the commandments of God. And the fact of the matter was they were not in the kingdom. They were not in this kingdom that they thought that they were ready. They thought they were okay. You know, and how many knows there's a lot of people walking around today in their self-righteousness and in their own thinking, they think they're okay. They don't have... Is that too loud? Is that bothering you? 
I better turn that off. Don't ever forget to turn it back on. So they thought they were all right. But you know, when Jesus comes and the Word of God comes into your life, how many knows it proves whether we're right or not? It points it out to, you see, when God steps into your life and uh, the gospel's preached and how you, how you deal with it reveals your heart. And the word of God, the Bible says, is uh, sharp, quick and sharp. And it divides the soul asunder, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word of God reveals our heart. And so Jesus came and... And you see, they rejected John's baptism. John said, repent. And they didn't feel like they needed to repent. They had the law. They were, you know, they were very self-righteous. And we don't want to be self-righteous, do we? How many knows the only way we're going to make it to heaven because God's good to us? <laughs> we're, how many knows we're not good enough to make it on our own? I and mean, it's not because of how great we are, not because of how much money we've got or anything like that. The only reason we're going to get in is because God allowed us to get in. Amen. And the only reason anybody's going to get in is because of his mercy and grace. Amen. That's the only reason anybody. But see, they didn't believe that. They didn't believe that. So all the time they're testing him. They're testing Jesus. Who are you? Are you the Messiah? And Jesus. So Nicodemus was one of those people. Okay. And he came to Jesus at nighttime. Now, there's a couple reasons why he could have came at night. One, because he didn't want anybody to know he was talking to Jesus. Or they say, the writers say it could have been because that's a good time to catch him alone. He was really busy during the day. And if you wanted to talk to Jesus, you could catch him at nighttime because the crowds were all gone. But either way, Nicodemus came at nighttime. And now notice, uh, and he said, he came to him by night. And he said, Rabbi, he, had, he respected Jesus. He said, we have known that you have come from God. You are a teacher. You've come from God. We, now that we, he could be a generic we, like we the people, or we, we understand, like, you know, we say we. And it don't really, but, or it could have been, there could have been a certain group in the Sanhedrin that there's a few of us, Jesus, that believes in you. We, you know, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Now, some of these guys don't believe you, but we do. It could be that way, too. Okay? So, what you have come from, he said, no one is able to do these miracles and these signs that you do only if God's with him. Now, Jesus knew what he was at. Jesus knew what he was really wanting to know. Because the, the kingdom was on their minds. This was the time. They, they were waiting for the Messiah. They... They understood that there was coming a Messiah. In their mind, they had been exiled, and they, now they were back, and they were looking for the Messiah. But the Messiah was coming, or had come, and they hadn't caught it, and they didn't. And, and it was revealing their heart, and there was a revealing God's greater plan. Okay? There was a kingdom. There is a coming, the millennial kingdom, but there's another kingdom. There's a kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. Okay, and you get into, <laughs> you know, it's a spirit. How I many knows it's not a fleshly thing? It's a spiritual thing. And they were so wrapped up and tied up in their flesh, in their fleshly things, 
There's the rules and their flesh and who they were, who their grandfather was and who their great-grandfather was. You know, we're children of Abraham. We've never been in bondage to any man, they said. So Jesus cuts right down to the core. He gets right to, you know, <laughs> Jesus usually gets right down to the matter, don't he? The rich young ruler came to him and said, Lord, what must I do? Jesus went right straight to where he needed to be, and he said, sell what you have and take, you know, follow me, and he, he couldn't do it. You know, Jesus wasn't, a, he, you know, he wasn't throwing out a lot of dudes and groovies, and nobody says groovy anymore, do they? <laughs> yeah, he's bad, you know, or. But Jesus didn't throw out a lot of stuff like that. And the Bible teaches us not to throw out a lot of stuff like that, too. He said, let your yea be yea and let your nay be nay. Just, you know, you can get up. How many knows there's a lot of slang and a lot of, they always talk about teenagers having a language all their own. They come up with little words and, and it doesn't mean what you always thought it meant, you know. But Jesus, he got right down to it. And he said, I say unto you, verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He knew Nicodemus was interested in the kingdom. And you see, and when you read and understand that the whole, the Jewish leaders were looking and prodding him and, and asking him, and they asked him who he was and, and, and how do you get it? You know, this kingdom, they, they were looking for a kingdom, but Jesus was letting them know they weren't as good as they thought they were. He said, unless you be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said, how is a man able to be born if he's old? Does he go back into his mother's womb a second time and to be born? See, there he is. He's looking at the fleshly side of it. Born again? You mean I was born a child of Abraham once and I go back and have to go back in my mother's womb? As in, how does that work? He said, I say unto you, if you've not been born of the water and the spirit, he is not able to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus was letting him know that the way into the kingdom was not what they thought it was. It was not based on their good works. It was not based on how many tithes of mint and whatever things they paid their tithes on and did those the temple and all those things. It was not built on their righteousness. There was a spiritual aspect to it. There's a spiritual side. And Jesus said, uh, you have to be born of, because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You see? How many knows flesh begets flesh? People beget people. Fleshly things beget fleshly things. Sin, flesh begets flesh. Sin. You know, people beget people. And they, it was just all fleshly things. That's... You know, when it, carnality grows, don't it? If you start, if you get carnal and people, look at our world. They're so carnal. It's all fleshly. It's all natural. You know, used to, used to, you could go to an event. This is years ago. I was this guy at work was telling me and just remembered it. You could go to a baseball game. Let's say you went to a uh, is the world they go out to a triple A game like a Indianapolis Indians or something, and the kids and you could eat popcorn and they could uh, 
and they would watch the baseball game and it was all innocent. And then, and then they would go home and everybody said that was, but now this, I remember years ago, he had told me he had four kids and they went some, he was a man that worked with us and he lived in Chicago, uh, a salesman that came in and he had four kids and they took, but now the kids get bored. Now it's not good enough. How many knows it's not good enough just to go watch them somebody throw the ball now. They got to have mascots doing flips and they got to have, and, it, and so flesh begets flesh. And that's why the church, we stay away from certain things because it's fleshly. And if you follow after flesh, how many knows you follow after your flesh? I've said it a million times, not a million, but a lot. I've said a lot. If you follow your flesh, you'll be sitting on the hill out in the yard drinking uh, apple wine and howling at the moon like a hound dog. <laughs> if you follow your flesh, that's what you'll be doing. You follow after your carnality. Because we're all carnal. We'd be getting us a big thing of White Castles and getting us a case of beer. And, uh, and, and talking about thermal combustion, praise the Lord. But carnality, flesh begets flesh. Carnality begets carnality, you see. And these Jewish people were very carnal. It was all about their robes. It was all about... Now, let me say, the church has a dress code. The church tries to do good and proper and clean and all those good things. But we're not basing our salvation on that. Now, we're not. Some people might... You see, some people get... Even in apostolic, sometimes they get mixed up. My son told me one time they, they went to Calvary Christian School, okay, an apostolic school. And they had a, they had, and you had all different people. You know, you had kids that came there that didn't go to church, and you had kids that went to one church, and kids that, we had a bunch of kids there, and a lot of them went to different churches. And they had different, uh, now the school had their rules, okay, and they had, a, they finally, eventually they got to wear the uniforms. But before that, and this one girl, my son told me about it. She looked at this girl, and this girl had a, a bigger split in her skirt than she thought she should have. And she said, uh, uh, I'm, this, I can't remember. Now, I said to school, but it might have been at the campgrounds. But my son did tell me that somebody, and I know who it was, told this girl, you, that, you're going to hell for wearing that. That's not right. You don't say that. It might not be proper. It might be better. Okay? It could be better. I mean, a lot of times things could be better. But you don't, but you're not going, it's not a matter of heaven or hell about whether they, they're up to your par or not. Now, that goes against the grain of a lot of people, but that's the truth. That's the truth. Okay? How'd we get on that anyway? Because we're talking about fleshly things. We're talking about carnality. We're talking about our own self-righteousness, you see. Now, some things you say. Now, you know, I will say if you lie and you keep lying and you don't have, and you don't have no problem lying, well, you're not going to a good place. Because that's Bible, isn't that right? All liars, the Bible says. Okay, but I can't. Man, this is really going, hmm. Going out there, but I can't. But but the bottom line is, our salvation is not based 
on who we are. This, our salvation is based on him. And if you love him, and if you serve him, and you are born again, you will start to do right, and you will start to live right, and you will be what you ought to be because you want to. Amen. You serve him and live for him because you want to. And that's the whole So when he said, the flesh begets the flesh. Flesh, that which is born is flesh is flesh. It don't lead to nowhere. It doesn't lead to good. If you base everything on your flesh and on all your legalisms and all those things, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you shouldn't have standards or principles to live by, which you know we do. Uh, you should have all those things, but you can't. It's, your salvation is not based on how good you are. I have to print that, make that because there are people that think it's, and I, the Bible says that we're called unto good works. We are supposed to do good. God's people are supposed to do good. We're not supposed to, we're supposed to do good works. The Bible says we're called to do good works. Okay? But that's after we're saved. <laughs> Amen? That's after God fills us with the Holy Ghost. That's after God changes our life. Then we start doing good. Amen? The old song used to say, places I used to go, I don't go no more. Thank you, Jesus. Things I used to do, I don't do no more. And it's not because it's a legalistic thing. It's because God got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. Praise the Lord. He got a hold of me and he made a new creation out of me. And I want to live for him. I'm doing it because I've been, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You see, there's a spiritual birth. One translation says you must be born, you must be born anew, or you must be born from above, or you must be born again. That all goes together. You're born again in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. Okay? And he said you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And I think... The water is, I know, I believe the water is the baptism, of course. And I thought about this. You see, and it ties back to even John the Baptist. Because they rejected John, and John was baptizing them, see. People were being baptized by John, but the rulers, Nicodemus, and the rulers were, were rejecting the message that God was bring, bringing at this time. John the Baptist was alive the same time Jesus was. John the Baptist said, there's one coming out. I baptize you with water. Isn't that what he said? He said, I baptize you in the water, but there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. In other words, Jesus told Nicodemus, you got to believe in what God's doing right now. Praise the Lord. You've got to follow after what God wants and what God's doing right now. And right now, God is leading men to repentance. He's, and we're baptizing people. And God's going to give people the Holy Ghost. And that's what the plan of God is. And Nicodemus, you've got to believe it. You've got to believe what I'm telling you. And you've got to believe on me. You got to listen to who's telling. You got to be willing to be taught a little bit. You got to be willing, Nicodemus, to be taught. He said, "You might not." This is the literal standard version. You may not wonder that I said to you, "It is required for you to be born from above." And he said, "The Spirit blows where that one wills, and you hear that one's voice." 
but you have not known from where that one comes and where that one goes. Thus is everyone who has been born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said, how are these things able to happen? How does this happen? You see, now we look backwards and we understand it. But Jesus was bringing a new message and John the Baptist was bringing a new message. And it was a message of repentance and following Jesus. Isn't that what John told the people to do? He must decrease, but I, he must increase, but I must decrease. And Jesus was there and he was healing people. He was, he was uh, doing his mighty works. He was, uh, he was, he was fulfilling the scriptures to them. And there was some, God was doing something to them. And God was ready to give them the kingdom. God was ready. God was there. Their Messiah was there. But they, then they rejected what God was trying to do. Don't reject what God's trying to do in your life. Don't reject it. If God's trying to lead you in spiritual things and trying to lead you in good things, don't reject it. Don't follow after carnal things. Follow after spiritual things. Amen. Set your affection on things above. Look to the Lord. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And it's about Jesus Christ. And it's about living for Him. About serving Him. And that's what Nicodemus and... You see, they rejected Him. And Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, what I have... Now He's pointing back to Him. He said, I know what I'm talking about, Nicodemus. And he said, I know what I'm speaking to you is the truth, and you're not receiving, you, you and your crew, your people, the leaders, are, and are not receiving what I'm telling them. And don't reject what Jesus is trying to do in your life. Amen. God's trying to get a hold of you. Let him get a hold of you. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many knows carnality is not good? Sin is not good. So it might as well just let sin go and let God do what he wants to do in your life. Praise the Lord. Because flesh begets flesh. But let me tell you, spirit begets spirit. Praise the Lord. Spiritual things, beautiful things, peace, joy, all those good things that come by the spirit, you see. So Jesus said, if I spoke to you of earthly things and you don't believe, how will I speak? If, if I speak heavenly things, how will you believe? Jesus taught very simple parables. He talks about seed. He talks about farming. He talks about corn. He talks about the wind. And he tries to teach them with natural things. He tries to teach them about the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed and how you plant a little bitty mustard seed and it turns and it's going to turn into a big tree and all the... You know, all the birds are going. And he, he said, now, if I tell you earthly things and I teach you with earthly lessons, how in the world are you going to understand some other spiritual lesson that I give you? You're not listening to what I'm telling you now. And then, he, you know, this, see, he, he's, no one has gone up to heaven except he who came down from heaven, even the Son of Man who is in heaven. He's trying to tell him, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so it's necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up, and that everyone who is believing him may not perish, but may have everlasting life. 
So he's telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, it's not based on your righteousness. It's not based on what the Pharisees are thinking, how great they are. There's a spiritual birth. There's a kingdom of God that's a spiritual kingdom. And you've got to be born again to get into it. Praise the Lord. And how many knows you've got to die first too? And this flesh has got to die. And now we know we look back and we totally understand what he's saying. We repent. We die out to ourselves. Just like John the Baptist preached. Just like he preached repentance. Repentance. Jesus preached repentance. Did you know that? Do you know Jesus preached repentance too? Do you know Jesus' disciples baptized too? And do you know Jesus said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? He was trying to. Okay. So now... But they didn't recognize that God did not only want to be just the Messiah to the Jews and not only just the Savior to the Jews. They didn't realize that the Lord wants to be the Savior. The Messiah is the Messiah for the whole world. Amen. I'm glad about that, aren't you? I'm glad he's not worried. I'm glad he let us mongrels in there. He let us in there. So that's a, God so loved the whole world, he said. He lets Nicodemus know. It's not just about the Jewish Pharisees and this little tribe here. God is doing something greater. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, it, now, and see, he, he points out, this is in it. We need to know this too. God did not send his son into the world to judge the world or condemn the world. Okay? But that the world might be saved through him. In other words, the world's already condemned, folks. It's not about somebody doesn't hear about Jesus, they're not condemned then. No. The fact is they're already the world's already condemned. Sin has already been judged. And Jesus came into the world that we might believe on him and we might be born again and we can be saved and we can have everlasting life. Amen. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world through him might be saved. He's the Savior to bring you out of that darkness. He's the Savior to bring you out of hellfire. I'm glad about that, aren't you? I want to be saved. Hallelujah. And Jesus came that I might be able to be saved. And see, he said, he said, he who's believing in him is not judged, but he who is not believing has been judged already. Okay? Because he has not, now, now notice he's talking to Nicodemus, and he said, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Nicodemus, they, they were denying Jesus, you see. And Jesus was telling Nicodemus, you Pharisees, the Jewish, and eventually we know that the leaders turned the people against Jesus and they crucified him. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And Jesus is telling Nicodemus, hey, Nicodemus, you don't believe me. I'm talking to you. I'm bringing you something from God. I know where I come from. I know who I am. I know what I've seen. I know what I know. And I'm trying to teach it to these people. And I'm trying to bring it to you leaders. And you're rejecting me. But he understood the Son of Man must be lifted up. He understood that there was a plan of God, but, the, but they, didn't, they didn't understand it. And he said, this is the judgment. Here's what, he said, this is the truth. 
And this is the truth. The light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Is that not true? Humanity in their flesh, in their carnality, they love pleasure more than their lovers of God. They'll go to a game on Sunday, 60,000 people. They won't think about God. They're not thinking about God. They're down there with their cult hula hoops and all kinds of stuff going on. Their big blue and white wigs and painted faces and woo, jumping up and down and streaking and everything else. But they'll sure say, boy, them Pentecostals get wild. Yeah, we raise our hands a little bit. Hallelujah. You see? But men love darkness rather than light. That's why, and I've said it before, and it's the truth. That's why the taverns are all dark. Sit there and drink a few Budweiser's. Start thinking things you shouldn't think. Start getting carnal. And start flirting with the, your buddy's wife or your buddy's girlfriend. You're sitting there in the dark and nobody can see you, see? You can kind of do it on the sly. And men love to operate like that. He said, men love darkness rather than light. And that's why I don't like to, I'll just tell you, I don't like the trend, all the churches going dark. Remind me, I'm going, to, I don't want to go to a tavern. I want to go to church, don't you? I want to go, I want to see what's going on. Praise the Lord. I'm not interested. If I wanted to go to tavern, I'd go to tavern. Or if I wanted to go to the concert hall, I'd go to concert hall. Praise the Lord. So he said, but everyone who is doing wicked things hates the light. And does not come into the light. That his works may be detected. You see? That's why, you know, people, people don't. <laughs> it's like people come to church and they get convicted. We don't, we don't try to convict them. We try to be good to people, right? Amen. I've said it over and over. We want this to be the friendliest place in town when people come to church. I want them to say those are the friendliest people I've ever met in my life. That's what we want. But I want to tell you what. We can't help it if they come in contact with the light and they feel condemned. That's right. I can't help that. You know? And it's the way it is. But see, but if you don't want the light, you'll run from the light. Isn't that right? Now, there are some bugs that are drawn to the light. Brother Wayne Huntley said he started a, started a home missions church and he said, he talked about all the characters that came. He said it was like turn the light on and all the bugs came out. <laughs> but there's some bugs that scatter when you turn the light on. You turn the light on, there's some, some roaches running around. They, <laughs> they scatter when that light comes on. And that's what Jesus is saying. You see, the world's condemned already, and light is coming to the world. Jesus Christ is coming to the world. He came to the Nicodemuses. He came to the Pharisees. He came to the Jewish people. And he came as light to bring them the way into the kingdom, to teach them things. And it wasn't something really new. It was something they should have known in the Old Testament. I mean, it was a spiritual thing, and they, they didn't get it. And they missed it. But he said, he who is doing the truth 
comes into the light. That his works may be revealed. That in God they are having been worked. That's what you come to the church. You, you come to the church and you feel you, you want to be right with God. And you love God and you want to be saved. That draw you come into the light you see. You come to the altar. You draw nigh to God. Oh, God, wash me. God, cleanse me. God, fill me. God, let me. Oh, God, I need you. Forgive me my sins. And they say, we're going to bury you in baptism. You say, sure. Take, do whatever I got to do. I love God. I, I feel God. I want to be saved. I want the light. I want light. I want light. And oh, baptize. Oh, oh, that feels, I feel wonderful. Okay, now you need to get the Holy Ghost. You need to be born again of the water and the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now you need the Holy Ghost. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost. I feel so good. That's what happens when you come to the light. Hallelujah. When you come to the light and you believe the light, when you believe the message, hallelujah, it's a spiritual birth. It's a spiritual thing. And then they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, you see. And God won't lead you certain ways. He won't lead you back into carnality. He won't lead you into worldliness. He'll lead you into spiritual things. He'll lead you into good things. He'll lead you into joy, peace, long-suffering. He'll lead you into prayer. He'll lead you into his word. He'll lead you into witnessing to somebody, loving people. He'll lead you into a spiritual, beautiful life if you let him. Coming on into the light. Amen. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus, but we don't ever. Now, Nicodemus kind of took up for him some, you read in the Bible. But uh, I want to be committed to that, don't you? Being born again, don't you? Because it's the message, and it has it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You see? Jesus said, you must be born again. You've got to be. It's a spiritual thing. And let me throw this at you. God's not dealing with you for you to be carnal and follow after carnal things. Turn away from carnal things and follow God and follow his word. Give your life. You pray. I can tell if you're praying or not. I can tell. I know who's trying to be led by God and who's not. I'm, and, and you know why? Because you can see it. You can see it. People make changes, do things to their body, and, they, and it's carnality. It's not, it's not heading towards God. They're heading, you know, holiness is not about where you are, but it's the direction that you're going. You see, walking with God... It's not how good you are, but it's about how good you're trying to be. All right? Are you heading the right direction? I want to go the right direction, don't you? Amen. I want to go the right direction. I want to go the spiritual direction. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus. That which is born is flesh is flesh. But that which is born is the spirit of the spirit is spirit. And God will lead you into spiritual things. But you got to be born into it. It's a death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We die out repentance. We get buried with him in baptism. He washes away our sins. He breaks the power of sins. And he'll fill us with the Holy Ghost. 
that we might walk with him in the newness of life and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. And Nicodemus should have known that. He should, he knew that. I want to follow him, don't you? God bless you this morning. Thanks for being here. I hope it made a little sense to you. Praise God. I believe it did. Amen. I want to follow him. I want to follow him. I want this church to follow him. I want us to be spiritual. Hallelujah. I want that heaven opened above us. Praise the Lord. When we come into service, I want to tap into the spirit of God. Don't you? I don't want to be carnal. I don't want to. And let me say this. When you come to church, it's not time to be thinking about the washing machine. It's not time to be thinking about those dishes. It's not time to be thinking about the tires on your car. It's time to come in the house of God and worship Him. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Glorify Him. Take a little time. Raise your hands. Talk about how good God is. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you this morning. Sister Young, come. Finish it up. God bless you this morning. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Southwest Apostolic Church. If we can help you, we will. Give us a call, 317-227-0182. Send us an email, swac3161 at gmail. If we can help you, we want to. God bless. Thanks for listening.